and I will be settled Our scores with a knife in the back or a scythe on the balls Now a hero doth not carry daggers Or sword just a cheek or stain sticky as Terry Keyboard And his only companion from what I can tell Is a rodent with wheels, lights and angles from hell So all you good people now come gather round And hear my new stories of views above For there is a new breed of adventurer here Who laughs at the face of old nature, no fear So prepare your armor and ready your eyes For a poke in the eye from a twenty-sided dice Also most likely Cheeto-stained <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome once again to another episode of Dice Sesh Dice Sesh! Yay! Oh, hey. I hurt my head doing that. Ah, oh, that really hurt. <laughs> yeah, damn it, Mumsy. I accidentally headbutted my keyboard. <laughs> oh, wow. That's Please. fantastic. Anyways, screw uh, everyone. Anyways, uh, let's get on to introductions. Starting at the top. Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. I am a tax accountant. <laughs> That's it. I don't have a Twitter. I don't really use social media. And I play preamp. The champion of Iros. Lumsy. Um, hello, I'm a concussion. I <laughs> said I'm a concussion. I'm a concussion. <laughs> Jack. I am a member of the Take two. Take two. <laughs> I'm a member of the Mod Squad Reacts team. And I am going to be playing the wondrous and wonderful Spyro, the dad on a road trip with Ava. Uh, oh my word, my brain. Please, Tracy, take over while I rub my temples. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone. It's me, Tracy, also known as Curious Cat, uh, writer for All Ages Geek, who hasn't read anything in a while, but I will be next week. Um, I play uh, Aslan, the Leonin Paladin slash Druid. Why do I keep on playing characters? Why do I play characters that have difficult classes? I don't know. Maybe I like torturing myself. Anyways, Felix, go. Hi, I'm Felix, and uh, while I usually don't play a robot, I feel like tonight I might. <laughs> I, I've been suffering with bad internet for over a fucking week, so if at any point uh, the voice of Takis changes throughout the night, um, sorry, there's literally nothing I can do. I do nothing on the internet, I'm just a casual observer. And who do you play? I said Takis's name. Fair enough. I mean, he said that now. Hello, no, I said it earlier. The Thanks for interrupting me. Anyway. I'm sorry. Anyway. All right. Take two. Hello, everyone. It is I, Kai the Knightly. I play Jude, the lovable Envoart wizard, who is currently thinking, oh, my God, my friends are really impulsive. And so... <laughs> We're gonna see where that goes. Anyways, um, be sure to check out All Ages of Geek soon for the, my upcoming show, Roundtable of Geek, where I will be reviewing uh, webtoons, and we're starting with the Mage and Demon Queen series. <laughs> and I hope you're all excited, because Cat and Tat were when they watched it. <laughs> so it's Woo. coming. Anyways, yeah. uh, Susan. Hi everyone, my name's Monster Review Girl, otherwise known as Susan Van Breams. I play Ava, this party's apparent de facto leader. God help us all. <laughs> uh, I can be found on Twitter under 
Monster Girl Art. I have a YouTube channel, Monster Review Girl Videos, where I draw and talk about things, I guess. Excuse me. And uh, I also have a series with all ages of geek called Design Desk, where I hope to t where I try to take just a little bit of your of the suffering out of your art. Uh, Crow, here, take this before I start rambling. All right, hi, I'm Crow or Will, and I'm the occasional uh, host of the Geekening Podcast, where you can listen to some sweet interviews I've done. For example, an interview with the voice of Hugh Neutron. Yes, that happened. Anyhow, I play Tauros, the Minotaur Medicus from Melitus, who is also the champion of Farita. Now, passing it to our lovely DM. Psst. Lava. Sweetheart. That's your Sweetheart? The time has come. Oh, fuck. The table is set. Oh, we're starting out like this. Okay. <laughs> the players are at the ready. And now all that's left to do is. is to turn our gaze back to the magical lands of Theros. I'm already scared. Anyway. <laughs> For those of you who don't know me, hi, I'm Lars Eklund van Harigendenbreams, otherwise known as Love of the Tailspinner. And, yeah, let's just jump right into it. So, <clears throat> last we left off, Ava and Spyro were flying on Spyro's hippogriff. Um, what was it again, Spyro? You named Cartier. him... Carteros, yeah. Which means mighty or steadfast. Alright, so. You guys are on the back of Carteros, heading back to the camp. Why don't we turn our gaze back to the camp and uh, what happened in the time they left. Um, we'll start off with Priam. So Priam, you headed back into the cave, um, back into the dome. Um... And yeah. Um, okay. At this moment, uh, Priam, along with uh, pre preparing uh, some pre pre preparing some spells, uh, he decides to take a moment to try to commune with Iroas. So he's okay. so he's sort of just sitting cross-legged on. On his bedroll. Alright. Roll a wisdom check. Oh. Ooh. Uh. Now is this just a check? Or, yeah, so, so a check I don't add my proficiency bonus if I'm proficient in that saving throw, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I just want to just want to make sure. Okay, uh, dirty twenty in that case. So, you take a few deep breaths and sort of steady your mind, preparing yourself as almost as if you're preparing for a battle, the coming morrow, <clears throat> and 
Again, as you felt many times before, you feel a sense of calm wash over you. A sense of purpose. And you sense that Iroas is with you. Okay. That was me saying that, not Priam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lord Iroas, I need your wisdom, for I am conflicted. Uh, I now know the danger that it, that by uh, well, Captain Hippolyta and her squadron are in danger at the hands of this raiding party under the command of a champion of Mogus. More than anything, I want to go to her side and ensure she is safe. But I also know that I had that my primary duty is to protect is to protect Princess Ava, who is a, who is also your appointed champion. I feel that either choice serves your purposes, but what should I do? A vision comes to you then. You see... On a hillside, sprawled out before you, is Akros. The red sandstone walls of the mighty polis rising up defiantly above the cliffside. The great bridge across the chasm before you. And you feel a sense of relief, a sense of home. And you look to your side, and though you cannot see the figures, you do sense that you are not alone. And that you have come far together. And then the vision shifts. And you see a battalion of minotaurs before you. And in shadow, you see one that looms larger than the rest. And you feel this fury, this hate. The likes of which you've only felt once before towards another. And you turn 
And you see a mirror of that hate, of that anger, in the eyes of the one you've sworn to protect. As she rushes forward headlong into battle, a battle cry rising like a roar from her lungs. And at that moment, you can't decide if you feel pride or worry. See so much anger and hate in the eyes of one who's so young. And the vision fades. And you hear him then. Iroas. As he says. Let none judge you for the choice you make. And know that regardless. The path you walk is a righteous one. I understand, my lord. I shall I shall do what I I shall do what I believe best serves the purp the purposes of Akros and of yourself, my lord. Thank you. And you feel his presence leave you? Out of character, real quick. I I didn't misunderstand that message, right? He, Iroas basically said either way, either choice. There's no like bad choice between those two. Yeah. He yeah. Said that, yeah. He said that no one will judge you for which one you pick. He's saying that no one has the right to judge you if you decide to go back to Akros to confront this um, this wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because he's yeah, because Priam is was current was conflicted between go to Hippolyta's camp with Fury Squadron, help them prepare the defenses to deal with this assault, or stay, help and help the party with whatever they decide to do to either slow the raiding party down, thin their numbers. Yeah. Uh, he's going to go outside and uh, get some fresh air. All right. That, that typically helps him think better. Bitches always leave in the bubble. The bubble is safe and they always. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, they can't, oh, well, you can't you. exactly do your anxiety pacing in what is essentially a one bedroom motel room with like Besides, five Graham other has his people. Own... 
Priam Priam has a portable safety device called his hammer. Fair. If I got got this correctly, Lava, we're still at the start of the evening, like right after they left, or? Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, Priam goes out, leaves the uh, leaves the hut, and uh, just kind of looks out into the cold night air. sits on a rock right at the mouth of the cave and just kind of it's thinking. Um, I will say that eventually Priam will find Jude walking towards him. And did you not be resting? Well, I noticed that Spyro and Ava were not here. Uh, So I came to investigate the front of the cave. They're not in any danger. They have merely flown off to... They're not in any danger, you say. No, they've gone off. They've, they've gone. They've, they've gone off to where, where Princess Ava's uh, battalion's Fury Squadron is stationed to warn them of the to warn them, warn them of the incoming assault. They, they're flying on the back of a hippogriff, so they should be back relatively soon. So Spyro used the feather? He did, yes. Bram, be honest with me. If we go I'm to all... fight... Oh, sorry. sorry. Go. No, you go first. If we go to fight and we detour our mission... What do you believe is the likelihood of the Titan gaining additional strength from us diverging in our path? Um, what would Priam need to roll to uh, refresh his understanding of Titans and whatnot? I would say roll either a history or religion check. Um, okay. And you do so with disadvantage. Yeah, because not a lot of people know a lot about Titans. And Priam is never really the scholarly sort to begin with. We'll go with religion. And then disadvantage. Uh, So that is a 15. Ooh, pretty decent. Um, It's hard to say... You've heard the stories, of course, the legends of the Titans that came before the gods and, you know, how the gods trapped the Titans and then allowed all of the humanoid races to populate Theros. And given the fact that you're essentially dealing with myth, um, you're not at all certain as to what the likelihood of that really is. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. Speak plainly, Jude. My understanding of Titans is very 
limited, to say the least. I do not know if this detour is going to give the more, the, this Titan more time to gather strength. Perhaps it will. Perhaps it won't. I do not know. What I do know is, if we do not take this detour and aid the F- aid Fury Squadron in its defense against this against these Minotaur. Well, I have seen a champion of Mogus fight in combat only once before. And it took King Anax himself, one of the greatest warriors Akros has ever seen, to put him down. And I will ask another question that I feel that you could answer a lot simpler. Do you believe that Ava, in any way, has reached the level of her uncle's prowess? She has not. But that does not mean that she can't reach it. She is young still. And she has accomplished far more than even I, than even I have when I, I had when I was her age. And she is not alone. She has all of you to help her as well. With all of, us, with all of us fighting together, I believe there is a chance for victory. I just feel like I should be honest with my own feelings on the matter. Honesty is always the best, is always the best policy with yourself and others. I've been trying to improve. And that is what is important. This is one of the first times where it seems that me and my teammates are at a opposite Whatever Takis heard from Clothis, he is hiding something that she probably told him. I don't really understand why. I understand that we are loyal to our friends and Ava, and that this means a lot to her. And by no mistake, I do not not understand that. But the thing I worry my friends tend to do. They will rush into a fight that they are not prepared for, that we are not prepared for. So, I'm sorry, but I can't be as gung-ho about the mission as everyone else. And I don't know if that makes you think less of me. Certainly not. There is nothing wrong about feeling tentative about certain missions. And make no mistake, it's not as though I would wish Akros' destruction, even though they do not like me much. But, and I will be there for Ava. But what I don't wish to happen is for my, li- my friends to give up their lives 
Which is why, if I have to do what I must, I will. But... When the odds are uncertain on either end on whichever decision you make, you must follow what you feel is the correct course of action. But if I were to do so, then I would... And that would lead to some flawed logic on my part because it's everybody else is just gung-ho for going to Akros and I'm here wanting to at least learn what we can about the Titan, but we don't have the time. That is understandable. And now I learn that Akis is keeping something from me and my best friend and the person that I see as a father ran off without a word. I just don't know if you realize what how that makes me feel. I can certainly understand. It does not feel good. People keep, when friends keep things from one another. I mean, but, well, you have known Takis for longer than I. Certainly he wouldn't do such things. He certainly wouldn't keep something from you or the others, unless he felt there was a good reason. Would he? Well, that's the thing. He's never kept anything from me before. And so it's, I don't know if you know this, Priam, but I suffer from amnesia. I don't know much about who I used to be. I did not know that. This group that I'm with is all I have. And I will be there for Ava, no matter what she chooses. And I will listen to Takis's command on the situation that it does not matter what Clothis has said. But as a scholar, as someone who seeks truth above most things, and as someone who knows of the dangers of something you don't understand and what that can lead to, I... I don't know, but... I don't like this. Something about this does not feel right. It's too convenient. At least to me, but I could just be a paranoid Anvorot wizard who ever learned to trust until recently. Well, 
there is nothing wrong with feeling the way that you're feeling. As to what Takis is doing, if this is the first time that he has kept something from you or the rest of the party, then I'm certain that he, that he feels that there is a very good reason not to do so. My friends will have what the gods never could have from me, and that is my faith in them. That, that is one of the best things that you can give them. He does look to Priam, um, kind of shifting his eyes more of a quizzical look. I've been meaning to ask you, since many of my friends are also followers of Iroas, what exactly draws you to him? What makes you believe in him? Sort of looks out, looks out past the cave, kind of just sort of thinking for a moment. Hmm. Oh. Ever since I was a boy, I have been drawn to the art of war, becoming stronger, fighting. Achieving victory. All of these things always appealed to me. You could say it was destined from the start. And then, as I grew older, fought and fought more. I felt a greater desire to use the strength I had gained to do good, to do honorable deeds for those who perhaps could not defend themselves or needed my aid. That, to me, that felt as good as winning a battle or growing stronger. All of these things I rose rewards. And ultimately, he decided to reward me with his power. Mm. I have always been a soldier. From when I was a boy on the Dakra, on the Dakra Isles to a wandering mercenary here on Theros. I have seen firsthand the good that his power has done for Theros, for not just Akros, but this entire continent. So, you could say, just as how your you have given your friends your faith. I have given that to Iroas. In all these years, he has seen me through many battles, many dangers. 
and so I shall serve his purposes and those of Akros. How do you know that the things that you have done, the wars you have fought, have not turned you into a weapon, a monster, something that can hurt? How do you keep that in check? It's true that there are those who perhaps enjoy battle and conflicts too much. People like that can become, as you say, monsters, only, cap only capable of hurting others. I'd say what separates me from them are the reasons for why I fight. Perhaps when I was younger, yes, I fought, to achieve, I fought mainly to achieve victory, to be better, than, be better than other warriors. But after all the years that I've fought, and as, I grow, and as I've grown older, and when Akros welcomed me, as one of her own. At that, Priam kind of runs a hand along his cloak. Well, from then on, the main reason that I wanted to fight was to protect, protect my new home and all the people who live there. To protect. His hand kind of goes, kind of brushes over a pin on his cloak for those I care about. Mm. That is what separates a soldier from a butcher. Why he takes up his weapon. At least, in my simple opinion. Mm. Mm, I'm sorry for questioning so much, but we haven't had much time to talk as it was. We have not. And I suppose it's in a scholar's nature to question. Uh, indeed. Though, for a scholar... You did perform very well in the cap in the chasm. About about the chasm. Uh, what was Phoenix trying to say to you? Graham's expression sort of it sours for a moment. Again, he knows that none of the, that that isn't necessarily Jude's fault. So it's just like he can't like he can't be mad. At, he, he's he's not mad at Jude because he can't mm -hmm. be. That's not right. But it's just he's still remembering what was said. 
what Fenex always, always says. Whatever he believes will get a rise out of those he, out of those he wishes to provoke. Nothing more than that. So you as well do not like Fenex? I do not. He's a master of nothing but trickery and deceit. Mm. The, the tools of cowards. So, what does that make me in your eyes, then? Graham looks back at Jude. I know about as much as your, about your past as you remember. Much less. But, while he may, while he may possess your body once in a while, I know you are not him. Never forget that yourself, Jude. Graham, you seem like a responsible person. Someone who, much like myself from the few memories I have, wanted to do the right thing. Always strive to do what he thought was right. Yes. If I told you that being with Phoenix was originally my choice, or at least as far as I recall, would that change anything? That would depend on your original reasoning for wanting to be with him. But mm. I do not know that any more than you do. Right. So I would. So I will not make judgment. So I will not pass any judgments. Mm. That would be unjust. It does give a half smile in like acceptance of Priam's words. I am sorry that he brought those things up. I did hear what he said. You have, there, you have nothing to apologize for, Jude. It was not you that said those words. He had no right. You have been he, nothing but helpful to us. I will... I have only ever wished to serve the princess's needs. Hmm. And while I don't particularly have the fondest memories of associating with Poli, besides in the place where I called home, I will not let my biases cloud my feelings for Ava and the others. At least I, I, I plan not to. Try not to. That is good. I just worry. I'm always worried.
given the situation. Please, go ahead. <laughs> I just... It feels like even when I'm in a moment's peace, I can't help but think ten steps ahead what my decisions will mean. Is this the right path? Is this just another mistake? Another loved one lost by my decisions. I tried to be a hero. At least that's what I get the idea of from the few memories I had. I tried to use what my father made to be a voice for the voiceless, to liberate those who had no power. But with those intentions came loss and putting faith in those who I shouldn't have. And of me, myself, hurting those that were innocent. Sometimes. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Sometimes. That happens when someone tries to do good. Sometimes when you do something with the best of intentions, you do something that hurts that hurts someone you you love or do something that your heart screams at you not to do. That is just sometimes how life is. But do not let the mistakes of the past weigh too heavily on your mind. Perhaps losing your memories while unfortunate is a blessing of sorts. Perhaps a chance for you to start fresh with a clean slate. And if the slate has already been tarnished by my, by my hand, what does it mean then? Whether or not that, please. But if the choice that I decide is a choice that others would find not just that I believe it is so. Would that make me a monster? Or something else? That depends on many things. There will always be those who tell you that the decisions you make are wrong or they make you a monster 
or even or a good person or something else entirely. It does not do to dwell too to dwell too long on mm. what other people what many other people think. Because there will always be those who think differently from you. Mm. As to whether or not that slate is tarnished, that is not for that is not for anyone else to say. Your life is what you decide to make of it, Jude. I've just I've always had people telling me that first with my father it was to do as I was told and when I was with Spyro it's to do what I wanted With Phoenix, it's to do what I want, but realize that I could be wrong and that I should have relied on him. It's hard when you are made for a purpose. You are discarded from that purpose. And then someone else gives you another purpose claiming that it is your decision, that it is your right, that the pain that you feel is justified. But then you meet people who make no fucking sense, but they give you a sense of belonging that you never felt. I just, I don't want to lose them. Ever. Not, want not wanting to lose something you love. Someone you love. That is one of the most natural feelings that, that any being, human, Minotaur, Satan, Anvil Rod can have. Mm. And I am familiar with feeling that burning desire for a purpose. But that is something that you must find yourself. It is not for other it is not for others to give to you as a gift. That your with your father, you said your purpose was to do as you were told. With Spyro, to do as you want. One's purpose, given that one's purpose is something that they find for themselves. I don't believe one's purpose is to do as they are told. Sometimes, well, doing what doing what one wants is all well and good in moderation. 
but one should not be selfish. I believe that perhaps your per one's purpose should be to do what they believe is right. And that I just that is for you to decide, Spyro. Just as your purpose is for you to decide. Not your father, not Spyro, not me, and certainly not Fenix. I would take well that may take it may take some time for you to truly find that purpose. It is a it is a worthwhile pursuit, and nothing worthwhile is ever easy. But while it is something for you to decide, it is not a journey that you need to go on alone. Vapriam kind of motions his head towards the uh, towards the hut. You it's have. been following along with the conversation, but when hearing that it is up to him, he winces. But yeah, continue, Matt, with what you're saying. You have your friends to help, to help you. To give you guidance if you feel lost. To give you strength if you feel weak. That is not something you should forget either. I guess it just can be hard because for a long time I felt like I could trust no one not even myself it wasn't me saying that I am better far from it in fact it's just from what my father made me to do and what people wish of me to do. It terrifies me to know that it'll be up to me what I do. And I feel like I can't trust my own feelings on the matter. When I was looking for my memories, one day I hurt Taurus in the process. It was like something was switched on inside me and suddenly I did not see my friend before me. I saw an enemy. And if I can't trust my own feelings, I can't trust my own reactions to things. And if it leads to what I, if what I wanted then is not what I want now and what I want now is for things to stay as they are. Am I being selfish or am I being cowardly? Should I confront this? Should I not? And I'm sorry for bringing this on you, Priam, because, you know, this is our first conversation and I feel like I'm kind of unloading onto you for some reason. No, there's no need to apologize. May I offer my opinion, at least from from an old man's perspective. Please. 
though I, I can't say whether you are older than me or not. And he kind of gives a chuckle. <clears throat> that feeling of unsureness. That tentativeness that you speak of. It's all too natural to have that when one makes a mistake, especially when it hurts someone you care about. And you will make that mistake many times in your life. We all will and have. I'm just afraid that if I make that mistake, they will not do the right thing and stop me. Takis said he would, but now he's gone through a loss that I cannot force him to keep that promise. That would be wrong of me, it would be selfish of me. It is not about me. Never has been, never will be. If I am to serve anyone, I will serve my friends. Things with Phoenix, I'm... I'm unsure of where I would go. But I always, every time I speak with him, I mention my friends, their opinions on things, how they see things, and he does not like that. I... But I let him know, I said, I told you to promise me that you would not do anything to them. And I kind of started to feel like, okay, he could do anything to me and I will be fine. It's what I deserve. But now the stakes are high. My friends need my help. And I can't waste time worrying about what-ifs. I have to act. But There's then nothing wrong. Please, apologies. No, go ahead. There is nothing wrong with caution. And thinking through, and thinking your actions through, before taking said action. But you are right. It does not do well. It, does, it doesn't do to overthink. There is such a thing as that. And for all his, for all the power that he wields, Fenax is nothing more than a, than a bully and a coward. You see how how angry he gets when you when you speak of your friends and the wisdom and strength they give you. Perhaps it is because he fears that they will cause his grip on you to weaken. But if that's the case, then that's more cause for concern, I think. Oh, so. 
While I did say that he has promised me not to harm my friends, that does not mean that he cannot send other things to them to harm them. If I step out of line, he will do so. At this point, there's not a lot of things that Femax could send at this group of yours that would not be that would not either be slain or sent running. Mm. You, you and your friends have conquered much, a Hydra, and most recently, a red dragon, among other threats that you have faced together. I so if you fear what, so if that, so if, if so, if Fenax sending, well, sending some manner of creatures after after all of us is something you worry about, whatever he does send, we will defeat it. Well, that's the thing. Would you care to put that to the test? And all of a sudden, <laughs> you turn <laughs> and oh, hi. you see. Priam and Jude standing behind you in the shadow of the cave is a being with a golden mask gaunt and with the shadow seeming to cling to him and what little you can see within gleaming with starlight fuck Priam immediately gets up hammer ready Mm-hmm. Jude, Jude as well, but minus a hammer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have a book. Now, now, I merely came to talk. <laughs> oh, thank God, it's Phoenix. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Jude instantly what? put the book down, crosses his arms. Priam Priam lowers his hammer. What would you want to bandy words with me about, deceiver? Only to debate a few things you have said. You've made some excellent points, to be sure. It's not good when the God of Lies compliments you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Priam, I didn't mean for the conversation to lead to... There is no need to apologize. No, no, I, I was just trying to make a decision and now I fucked it up. It looks back to... Uh this figure as to a debate. I'm a warrior, not one of those scrawny scholars from Miletus. I'm sure you would find me a, I'm sure you would find me a quite boring adversary in a battle of words. Oh, of that we can be well assured, Priam. Slimy prick. Mm. 
But perhaps I can leave you with an assurance that I would never seek to harm Jude or his friends in such a manner. Jude kind of looks down in guilt. <laughs> well, rest assured, I certainly have the capacity. Look, can you really blame me for having doubts when you literally abandoned my friends in a cave with a dragon? Abandon is such a harsh word, Jude. And what, they would, you had... hmm? what would you call that? I would call it... Exploiting a certain habit that I noticed this dragon had. Dude does raise an eyebrow inquisitively. Young drakes are cruel beings. They like to play with their food. I knew that it wouldn't risk incinerating. I knew that it wouldn't incinerate them when it had them cornered, because that would spoil its fun. And I also knew that this particular one had a habit of leaving caches of prey. It was easy finding. Um, apparent crag with no escape. Or at least one that the dragon itself couldn't see. You know, you know the, you know the minds of of mortals and beasts well. I can give you that much, Fenax. And I can at least, and I will, I will admit that your aid did, did, did much to ensure our survival in that chasm. I will give, th I will give thanks, I will give you thanks if that's what you want. But other than that, I must, I must request, I must, I must request that you say your, that you say your, Whatever business that you say, whatever peace you have for me, and depart. <laughs> Again, all I wish is to assure you that, dangerous though you may believe me to be, or well, however dangerous you believe me to be. I have no intention of using underhanded tactics in order to sway you to my side. After all, that's his decision to make. Regardless of the decision, I will always be there to aid him. For he has done me much service in the past. And a god always honors his debts.
out of character. Me making the temples with yeah, of Farika of uh, Farika with penises was a service that led to this. Okay, okay, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was in no way trying to disrespect our relationship. I was merely seeking advice from someone who has also taken life and seeing what they thought on the matter. Of course. What could he have said that made you feel you needed to intervene? When one challenges the authority of any god, one tends to reap the consequences, do they not? Jude just starts slowly inching in front of Priam. Well, Fenix, since Priam is one of my friends, that is part of our previous agreement. Indeed it is. Do you think me so low as to attack a mortal man right in front of you, Jude? It would not surprise me. No. Priam mutters. It's not that. It's just... That would be too easy. And again, this isn't me saying that my trust for you has waned. Our arrangements are the same. But... Considering your track record with the whole Tauros thing, and now this with the leaving them to a dragon thing, you can see my concern starting to appear. Any action I took against Tauros was only due to your thought processes at the time. And what about what you were saying to to to, uh, to Spyro as y'all were walking? Was that really necessary? Bringing up those things to him, things that he told me in confidence. Why did you? Why did you? Say that to him. He merely asked, and I enlightened him. Though I suppose it also serves as a demonstration of how the truth can hurt. You just kind of wants How can I trust this? I know little when I learn something, it's for my own good that I do not. When I 
make a decision, even though you say it is my decision, then suddenly it's the wrong decision that I have caused a problem and then you have to come and fix it. Why does that always have to be the little song and dance that we play? Because I'm... To be quite honest, I'm, I'm getting quite tired of it. At least of... You always claiming that my decisions are my own. And then when I make them, or when I try to make them, you have to butt in. You say it's from caring about me, but I just, I, I just, I'm confused. I am so confused. And Takis is lying to me, and I just... Why not speak to him and find out what it is that he's hiding? Well, that's why I was discussing it with Priam, and Priam says that it's possible that he had a reason. And I need to trust that reason. Why? Are you saying that that is that me putting trust in Takis is wrong? Not necessarily. Then what? Because it sounds like you're calling me an idiot. <laughs> no, I'm merely suggesting that. If anyone has a reason to hide anything, then surely it is our duty as inquisitive minds to find out what it is that they're hiding. No. Last time we tried to see what was going on with Takis' whole deal, we got attacked by a uh, something in that sword. Also, why can't I just, you know, ask? Well, I mean, I, I did ask, and he and he lied to me. Shit. Jit's <laughs> just going in circles. I'm sorry, Priam. <laughs> That's fine. <clears throat> anyway, well, go ahead. While like, I leave you with that thought process, you might want to step away from the entrance. Say what now? He sort of points up, and you both look up to see that there's a hippogriff incoming. And when you look back, Fenex is gone. <laughs> Dude looks back at people. I'm so sorry. No. He gets very defensive. <laughs> I... I can't say I blame him. Trust is probably very foreign. To a master of lies. Well. <sighs> and at this point, um, 
Ava and Spyro, you guys land and find uh, Priam and Jude uh, outside the cave. Uh, Spyro uh, just sort of starts stroking Kartos. Kartos, thank you. Goes, bye, and watches him fly away, and then turns around, sees Jude, and goes, hops off the hippogriff. She's like, okay. Okay, good thing I learned. Don't look down when you're flying on a hippogriff. Oh. <laughs> uh, notices, notices the two of them out there. Oh, you two didn't have to wait out here for us. Well, it wasn't more yeah. of us waiting and more of us having a discussion on why you guys left without telling me anything. Um, oh, fuck. I, I'm so sorry. I, I, I kind of got worried because Ava's pacing was putting me on edge and I wanted to try and do something nice for Ava and make her feel better. Maybe by going to go and see her captain to see if that helps. And uh, you give Spyro a hug. Jude, are you okay? I'm never okay. Let's go inside. Oh, honey. And he just sort of goes, hey, do you want to talk about it? Well, we have other things to worry about. That's fair. We, we'll put a pin in this, but I want so, to get all the details. Of course. <clears throat> so. Meanwhile, sorry. Yeah, anyway, go, go ahead, Matt. Me meanwhile, Priam is going up to Ava. Princess. Good to see that you you and Spyro both returned in one piece. Priam, out here, you don't have to call me princess. <laughs> it feels weird. With respect, I'm a soldier. As am I. And you are also royalty. Therefore, as a therefore as a common soldier, it is only right I address you by your proper rank. Ava just gets this face of you know what? Nope, not today. Well, uh, on the plus side, Fury Squadron has been properly alerted to the situation. Good. Uh, what? So, uh, was the captain well? What does Priam have to roll to uh, try to play it cool? <laughs> play it off. <laughs> this well, hasn't gone well. well for you yet, but you're more than welcome to try. <laughs> All a deception <laughs> check. It, it's it's deception. While you guys are also having your conversation, Jude is just gently from behind, just like gesturing for everybody to walk forward into the cave back towards safety. You know, he's kind of like hurting them like, like they're little ducks. All right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. An 11. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to roll an insight. First die can't roll of you, the evening. Can't imagine you doing worse than that. <laughs> I will say, as y'all have your conversation, Jude is just like hurting us inside like a sheepdog hurts anything. That we don't, because. Phoenix may be a lot of things, but if he says that y'all need to get inside, that that, that means GTFO <laughs> inside. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's a dirty twenty. 
<laughs> Ram's not fooling anybody. Emma <laughs> just kind of looks at him, thinks for a minute. When we get back inside, you and me are going to talk with the privacy curtain going. Okay? <laughs> oh, yay. More secrets. The privacy that curtain. Sounds like it. The privacy that curtain sounds- is for your dignity. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like an order. Alright. Very uh, well. Please promise me, Ava, that at some oh, point. Oh, Ava will tell Ava will tell Jude should Jude ask. The the privacy curtain is just so the satyrs don't hear Priam talking about this and just start roasting him at breakfast. Oh no, 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 no. Jude's not asking about love life. Jude is asking about what we are fucking doing. He's like, Oh yeah, he's oh like, yeah, that is that is going to be discussed. <laughs> Yeah, so Ava yeah, just he, needs to just digest. We're, we're already through the flap, and he's just like, "All right, well, in, <laughs> in, inside, go, Spyro." And he kind of pulls Spyro from behind because Spyro's just like, you know, he was chattering on about the uh, adventure, but Jude's not really listening while he's just dragging him from behind. Like, "All right, J- all right, Spyro. Okay, you can tell me all about it in here, inside." <laughs> you, you just, you just, I, I didn't tell him any secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Ava brings Priam over to her area. Thinks for a minute. Okay. Sits down. Gestures for Priam to sit down. He sits cross-legged. Sort of looks over at the satyrs. Champion of Iroh's shop talk. No snooping. Clap, clap. (laughs) But I'm a a champion of... Okay. Takis is asleep. (laughs) Fire, um, I know it's kind of silly, but can I sleep on your bed tonight? Not sure. Tacus is and, dead to the world. Do you need a cuddler? Jude just like real quick goes over to his and Aslan's bed, kisses Aslan on the forehead, you know, ruffles his hair while he's asleep, and just you know like goes over to Spyro's bed. He's just like, I just. I just need, I need you. Okay. Spyro just sort of scoops him in for a little hug and begins to fall asleep. Okay. Just holding onto his boy. Dude goes into stasis. He is tired. He is fucking tired of this bullshit. Anyway, continue. Okay. Now that privacy has been established. <laughs> Yes, Captain Hippolyta is doing well. I see. When I mentioned, That's good to hear. When I mentioned I ran into another champion of Iroas out here, your name was the first one on her lips. Oh, is that so? <laughs> You're not far from her thoughts. Or at least not as far as you thought you were. So. Yeah, Priam's just. He doesn't reply to that. I've warned them. And I do have a plan. It's going to require everybody working together, but I think we can pull it off. 
So does this plan involve me? It probably will. In that case, I'll remain here. I had originally, well, while you and Spyro, you and Spyro were away, I communed with Lord Iroas. I was uh, conflicted as uh, to whether to stay here and aid, and aid you in whatever plan you came up with, or to ride or to ride to Hippolyta's camp and help her prepare for the defense for their defense. But I will stay here if that if you have need of me. Given my plan, I'm going to need every able-bodied fighter I can get. Then as always, I'm at your service. <sighs> Good. Alright, so. Here is my thought process. We know... We know the... We know the... We know the champion of Mogus and his troops are to the east of this cave. Yes. What we are going to do... I didn't see the feather Spyro used to call the Hippogriff disintegrate, so I would assume it is a multiple-use item, but Spyro's Hippogriff just rode hard tonight, so I might have to ask Tacus about his, they, or find some way to get eyes in the skies fly ahead to the east to try and find their column, assuming they're even traveling in a column instead of just a loosely organized horde. <laughs> Get eyes given on them. Mm -hmm. Sorry? Given that, they're, given that they're under the command of a champion of Mogus, they would, have su they would be marching in some sort of order. Right. Once we get eyes on them, figure out what exactly we're going to be dealing with. And then, start after them, moving double time. We need to close as much distance as we can. If we can get that distance closed, then comes the second stage of the plan. I do not think as much as I believe in the, in the capabilities of my allies, and you, I don't... Taking on this force on our own is suicide. At least, taking them on from the front. One of the things I, I do not One of the things I learned in an Alamon unit is hit and run and guerrilla warfare. I believe that's wise, though I admit I'm perhaps not the best suited to such tactics. But given that I am a champion of Iroas, I could serve as bait to draw them out. But beyond that... Basically, my plan is, once we get in... Once we can, once we can get eyes on their column... Keep close, but not too, too close. That In that little zone where they don't know you're there, but you know where they are. That kind of thing. Yes. And then, when we can, 
sort of nipping at their heels to soften them up. Even if we, if we're real, if we're damn lucky, and they they go into one of the ravines around here, we might be, courtesy of Jude and the other, courtesy of Jude's magic, we might be able to box them in with a with an artificial landslide. Jude has a spell at his disposal that can cause the earth to erupt, as if. Well, I don't really have a good comparison, but. No we need. Could, we could use it to start a landslide. Box. At I've seen that. I'm sorry. Apologies. Please, Princess. I don't believe we'd be able to catch the entire force in it, but we'd be able to slow them down. Yes. We do, we I... do not want that force reaching Hippolyte, reaching Fury Squadron at full strength. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen Jude's power at work firsthand. I believe I believe that's a good course of action. Yes. And could and could hopefully put a large dent in their forces. But what and then once we have and once we have uh, sufficiently thinned their ranks, what then? Will we join will we join Fury Squadron? Yes. Once we've softened them sufficiently, by then they'll probably be far enough from any sort of reinforcements that they'll be borderline impossible to get in time. We can then join with Fury Squadron and strike then. We will need to do this. We will need to do this very, very carefully. Yes. This this seems a sound plan. Yes, my concern. Yes, we were originally coming into this area to slay a titan, but killing that titan isn't going. The primary reason we are killing the titan is because if it gets out of this area unhindered, it is going to raise Theros to the ground. There will not be much... You and I both know the only person in recent history that's taken down a champion of Mogus is my uncle. And even then, he had my aunt Saimide and Daxos backing him up. We yes. have a champion. And, and a champion. <laughs> We can't. It is not going to matter if we take that. Us taking that Titan down is not going to matter as much if that force gets through at its full strength and hits Akros. We don't have Anax. We have my cousin. And as skilled a warrior as she is, a champion of Iroas, she is not. <sighs> there are... Uh, <laughs> yep. 
Ava you can just sort of Ava just sort of sighs and puts sort of runs a hand through her hair for a moment. <sighs> there's this, and then there's and there's whatever the then there's whatever the hells is going on in going on in Melitus. Which is a disaster. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Let's focus on one. One problem at a time. I know. I know. It's just since I took these misfits on and became their leader it feels like I've always had like five or six irons in the fire at the same time (sighs) Spyro has daddy issues both ways Jude has amnesia and the god of lies filling in the holes Takis feels guilt over things that really weren't his fault in the first place Aslan is the poster child for anger management. <laughs> and Tauros... I love Tauros. Tauros is a good person. Tauros is also sometimes an absolute idiot. <laughs> I'm entirely certain he got through medical school by the grace of Farika. What I've seen, he is a skilled healer. He is, and I do not doubt that. Sometimes, though, I look at him and wonder how he got there, though. <sighs> Sorry, I... I worry about all of them. They're... They're like another family to me. Like... Like Fury Squadron is. They're... Their family. Mm-hmm. And I will do whatever I must to defend them, to protect them. That's how I called the bulwark the first time, and only time so far, hopefully. If I need to, I'll be able to do it again. Oh, yes. One more. That. The bulwark. Well, yes. So, while on our way to deal with a other situation, our Tauros somehow Hun, it's called a Nessian Viper, right? The sn- uh, the sn- yeah. The snake that bit Tauros? Uh, uh just yeah. say a Viper. Our healer, Tauros, he received a very bad uh, Viper bite. He We couldn't rouse him. The only, the only antidote we could find was one that had to be distilled from Hydra blood. We were stressed, disorganized, we made a mistake, and Takis and Spyro were separated from 
Jude, Aslan, and myself, because we were slowed by carrying Tauros, and we did have to carry him. Good God, what does he, what, what does he eat? Rocks? Sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. And we thank God for Spyro. He, may, he was smart enough to send me a message saying where on earth they were going. We get there, and turns out they found the Hydra, and it's not happy about that fact. To make a long story short, things ended up with them behind me and me being the only one conscious. I looked at the Hydra, thought for a moment, and basically prayed to Iroas, let me be their shield, even if it takes everything. And a shield manifested. I... It... it man... It, sorry. It, <laughs> I was so worked up at the time, I can barely remember it now. And the fact that I went unconscious almost immediately afterward. But the shield held. And that's the important part. Um... Can Priam roll a religion check to uh, see what to the see like is talk to see what the game is talking about? Yeah, roll yeah. a religion or history check. Susan, who's Leah? Uh, I was drawing Wait, a I here that. today. My brain hurts. <laughs> would um, would that would a religion check be with advantage since it's about the god he worships? I mean, technically, that bonus only applies to um. Applies to those who took the uh, priest uh, thing that um, okay. the okay. pious thing. Yeah, the pious okay. deal. But um, okay, that's fair enough. I'll just do a straight roll then. Yeah. Eighteen. Yeah. So the moment she says this, you just have this look of awe on your face, uh, Priam. Because what Ava's describing is she summoned the shield of Iroas, <laughs> the bulwark of brotherhood. Oh, wow. The near unbreakable shield <laughs> that is the god's own shows. And like, yeah, Iroas has a variety of weapons, but the most, if any one thing could be called his, the one thing that, like, you know, Heliod has Crusor, his spear, um, Thassa has her bident, uh, Perforos has his hammer. If Iroas had any one thing, it would be his shield. Um... And Ava managed to summon it. Now, it's not uncommon for especially gifted heroes to be able to summon the Bulwark. Um, the Bulwark is essentially Iroas's manifestation, the physical embodiment of his oath, and the oath of all Acroans and all warriors, really, of brotherhood. Um to stand with his people as one against the predatory forces of Mogus. 
and you have to be incredible on some level to be able to summon the bulwark. The last hero that you remember like hearing of that was able to summon it, or at least the most well known, was um let me just see if I can find it here. Pardon me. It's in your notes somewhere, darling. Yes, I know, I know, I know. Or, well, it's somewhere in the book. Um, For this lore. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, the last great hero to summon it was Regira the Slinger. Um, she actually managed to fell a champion of Mogus, um, or well, not a champion, but a particularly nasty minotaur by the name of Raxulk's Ravage Soul. Uh. Um, <clears throat> and for all of her skill with the sling, she just could not fell this beast. And so when it finally closed on her, she prayed to Iroas as she raised her wooden shield up in defiance of this minotaur. And when the thing swung its axe down on it, she heard the ting of the metal and saw that she had manifested this massive shield, the bulwark, and Raxulks hit it again and again and again, and it would not break. And finally, after the minotaur exhausted itself, Ragira managed to kill the Minotaur by tearing out his tongue and strangling him with it. Oh, wow. That's an extra way to do it, but if it works... Yeah. Oh, boy. So, the Bulwark is a big deal. The fact that Ava's been able to summon it, really big deal. So yeah, Priam is sitting there in awe as the DM just as the DM described. Ava notices the face like, "What? Why are you doing that face?" Uh, princess, do you you don't understand what you summoned, do you? I know that I prayed to Iroas to help me be a shield for my friends, even if it cost me my life, and he helped. He didn't grant you just any shield, princess. He granted you his own. The bulwark of brotherhood. His own shield, which never leaves his side. Name rings a bell. Oh boy. <laughs> Last hero to have ever summoned it was... Well... She, she, sorry, out of character. She wasn't... This was like a. This is from like a long time ago, right? Yes, long time ago. In, in the, the last person to use it has been dead for centuries. You, for you to summon it. Say it's an amazing feat. Is well. It far from does it. It far from does the deed justice. <sighs> Makes sense, given some of the 
other things that have been occurring and some things that I know. <sighs> my my only question is why me? I'm yes, sure. Annex was my uncle, but I'm just a scout and not even like a I'm just a lieutenant in a small Alamon unit. I'm not somebody special. I'm just me. Perhaps once that is all you were, that was all you were. In light of everything that you and your friends have accomplished, however, I can't, I can say with certainty that no ordinary person could do such things or inspire others to do such things. Fair, fair. <laughs> <sighs> We, uh, we have done some great things, and some truly chaotic things at times. I've heard as much. I feel bad for poor Cadmus. We left that man with so much paperwork. I heard from the man himself. Ah! How's his liver? <laughs> I didn't ask. <laughs> Uh, <sighs> antics and deeds aside, yes, you and your friends have done have achieved many great things. And before this journey is over, I do not doubt you will can you will achieve many more great deeds. Yes. Now we just have but, to add killing a champion of Mogus and a Titan to the list, and I have to get all of this non along with whatever nonsense Clothes has in store, and I have to get all of that done before the Iroan Games. <sighs> not, not I, princess. We. Ah, fair. Right, 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 right. Sorry. You do not need to, sh you do not need to shoulder this, these burdens alone. You I... have your friends, and you have... And... <sighs> Beyond, fi beyond fighting and protecting you in battle, I'm not sure what other services service I may offer, but whatever you need of me, I will do. I will do my utmost to provide. I keep hearing the thing about how I shouldn't take everything onto myself, and always from different people. <laughs> I'll... I'll try and do that more often. <sighs> there is... one thing I... well, two... questions I have to... ask you. Name. Aside from... my father's discovery that I... departed... without his knowledge... um... How is he? Is he in good health? Uh, 
DM? Um, you know, Ava's father, um, he's an older man, like, and he was a soldier, um, Um, the last you saw him, he was just, he seemed old and very tired and worried. Okay. Speak frankly, princess. Physically, he... He last when last I saw him, he was healthy, but tired and worried as well. Makes sense. I mean, I I gave Captain Napolita a letter to give to him when they came through Akros, but to be fair, when I gave the letter, I assumed it would just be. Go to Melitus, do the thing, and then I could come back and have the rest of my leave in peace. And then, shit happened. Right. In so many words, I suppose that's true. Second, and this is just me letting my silly sentimental side show. Um, <laughs> And for a moment... She seems less a soldier and more a typical young woman. Uh, you said you went through uh, Melitus? I did. And you spoke with a uh, Captain Cadmus of the Meliton Guard? I did. Did, did he by any chance mention in passing, how his cousin was doing? Insight. <laughs> you um, roll you. a disadvantage. Disadvantage? <laughs> Inscrutable. Yep. Ah, I see. Here we go. Although she's not trying very hard to hide anything. Off to a bad start. Okay. Um, hold on a moment. Yeah, uh, best he did was a well. Best he can do with disadvantages is a twelve. Ava, how Her well are you covering? How well are you covering your own butt today? Please get a one. <laughs> Mumsy, why are you like this? I'm sorry. <laughs> Can she roll a one? <laughs> what did you get? One second. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, again, it's obvious uh, who she's asking after. Um. How, how is Menelaus? Menelaus, yeah. Menelaus. <laughs> Menelaus. <laughs> I'm just sounding it out. So Menelaus, how is he? 
Um, you never got an answer. Um, most you didn't even get inside the city. To be fair, um, <laughs> given the red cloak and everything, you count yourself lucky that uh, the Melishans never tried to shoot you on sight. Um, the captain you spoke to, the next-born Cadmus, um, he was very about as cordial as one could expect. You know, he was. You know, it was very much like, what's your business here? I'm just passing through looking for these people. Oh, they went that way. Um, and, you know. So he didn't make any mention of Menelaus? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the good captain made no mention of Menelaus. Uh, that oh. is who you're asking about, I assume. Y- yes. I'm sure if he I'm sure if any ill had befallen the had befallen Menelaus, the captain would have mentioned it. I hope so. You care much for this boy. Oh Yes. Yes I do. If it weren't for my duties to lineage and home, I probably would have uh, run away to be with them. I, and I'm sure all of Akros, appreciates your restraint. I can see much potential in this relationship. Yes, that's with Yes, that's one of my hopes too. That between he and I maybe our two poli can have peace. Or at least, you know, not one wrong sneeze from war. <laughs> that would be good for both poli. I don't I I will not say anything against this relationship, nor will I speak to speak of your speak to your father about it, if that's what you wish. But that all I would be all delightful. I, thank you very much. All I all I caution, all I count, all I will say to you, princess, is exercise caution. Oh, I have. How do you think I've been able to visit him? I do not need the details of those. Visits. <laughs> That's our leader. <laughs> our fearless leader, ladies and gentlemen. Scandalous. Was there anything else you wanted to ask me, Princess? That uh that would be all. Um Okay. <sighs> <laughs> Anyways, um, get some rest. We're going to need to be well rested in the morning. Yes, princess. Please Sleep stop well. calling me that. It feels weird. That is your rank, princess. <laughs> just has this face of just. Uh... I twitch. 
<laughs> Ram's a soldier through and through. What can I say? All right. Get get some sleep, please. What? Ram nods, gets up, Go goes through the curtain. Yep. And then Ava just, once Priam is gone, lies, sits, uh, sits on her bed. As soon as her head hits the pillow, unconscious. <laughs> Alrighty. So. What are we thinking? Do we want to take a break here and then uh, come back and uh, Do continue stuff. on? Yeah. Yeah, it works for me. Yep. What's All right, that? everyone. Quick bio break, and then we'll get back on the train. And yep. uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Ten. And bucks. Everybody, make sure to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Hi. The... Hi, and welcome back from our mandated, our government mandated break in order to go test ourselves to make sure that we don't turn into flies. <laughs> <laughs> ah shit. Put down oh, Tracy, no. get a new actor. <laughs> well, we well, take Tracy out back. I would like to refer to you to All Ages a Geek. Who's that? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know. But in case you don't know about the entire spectrum, that's why I'm here to talk to my computer screen like I'm talking to a person. AllAgesAGeek.com is a wonderful spot, hot spot for all of your wonderful geeky goodness, including listicles, articles, podcasts, gameplays, reaction videos, and so much more. The details. Of done. course. Of course, everything that is posted on the website comes out a little bit later than when it's filmed. If you want to see all this shit unedited, unsupervised, and of course, completely uninterrupted, but I bet you do. But you're going to have to pay for that sh shit. We need to make a living. I want to eat. Kai needs a house. Yeah. To help us afford these wonderful expenditures, please go over to patreon.com forward slash allagesageek, where for the low, low price of $10 a month, and I know that's not that low, uh, Gamer Sups is free, but please, please, Cat and Tatter Living Hawaii rebates there are horrible. Um... For $10 a month, you get access to not only all of this awesome contra contracts, content, <laughs> super, super fast, and super, super early, uh, you also get access to our wonderful moderated Discord. Yes, our Discord is moderated. It's not random bullshit go. You get access to our wonderful moderated Discord. You get access to the wonderful community days where you can talk to Cat and Tat and play video games with us. Watch stupidly silly, funny YouTube videos. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're gonna subject them to the next Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared video, which is coming out sometime this year, and that's gonna be fucking hilarious. Oh, I can't wait. I know, right? He's on TikTok, it's fun. Um, plus, you get access to our Patreon days, where you can play games with us, uh, watch more longer form content cat and tat can't always make that when they do it's awesome when they can't oh well you get matt and you get jack and they're wonderful people you can also check us out over on youtube.com forward slash all ages geek where everything's fucking free but it's just going to be a little bit slower and with that i think i covered everything unless 
Jack is going to tell me something else right now. Wait, what? <laughs> I think I covered everything. Yeah, back to your regularly scheduled content, folks. Uh, Lava, back to you. Did we take care of Tracy? Has she been replaced by one of the clones? Ah, yeah. Shit. I'll take care of it. I just released her from. Uh, I just released them from their pod. Ah, oh, thank God. Checking check their. Oh God. oh God! What happened? Okay, hey, Tracy. Tracy, uh, who am I? Sandwich. All right. Good enough. Close We're enough. <laughs> All right, all right. Um, we need to so. compile these for Tat. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so, the night passes uneventfully, and day breaks. Um, everyone wakes up. You all um, may recover one hit die plus your constitution modifier, you know, right. through the whole Healy shit. I haven't uh, even right. taken any damage. <clears throat> Me, me, me me Must be nice. I'm still below max, so this is wonderful. I alternate yep. between close range DPS and long range DPS. It's weird oh. when I take damage. Yeah, I am finally back to full health. Mm -hmm. Nice. Almost there. Um, I'm assuming that Jude wakes up before Spyro, so he just carefully, like, peels himself off of Spyro and. Uh, goes over to assist Ava with, I'm guessing, breakfast, because Ava always gets up and does breakfast for everybody, so dude will assist, but also be like, hey, so are we going to go over our strategy now, or on yes. the road? Um, that's something I would like to discuss with you, Jude. Okay, hold on, I'll wake Tauros. It kind of, uh, um... Uh, okay. Uh, you do I notice mean, that you're... they've that Ava seems to be carrying herself a little differently than you're used to? Yeah, okay, so, like, I was just gonna call Tauros over because advisor, you know, needs to be in meetings, that, and the, like, you know, we're the tactical team, I think. I don't know, is that what we are? But are yes. you okay? Ava internally, oh god, Tauros is part of my tactical team. God help me! Jude takes Ava's hand, stops her from doing what she's doing, looks her straight in the eye. Are you okay? I know this is a lot for you. <sighs> Just worried. You're worried too? I know we need to put down the Titan and that that is important, but if we don't get rid of that champion of Mogus and his forces, it's not really going to matter that much if we take down that, we take down the Titan, because the last person anybody knew about who successfully put a champion of Mogus in the ground was my uncle Annex, and not only was he a champion of Iroas, but he had his wife Sainidi, one of the best sorcerers Akros has ever produced, Daxos, and. Other and others, they have none of that. And from what I can tell, the ones standing between that force and a Crowan territory is one small Alamon scouting unit. That will not just be a rout, that will be a slaughter. Jude just thinks to himself, You think we should call on the allies we've made? 
See if they can reach it with us in time? I don't know if they'd be able to get here in time. Get Tauros up. We have a plan to discuss. Jude doesn't even stand up. What he does is he uses the cantrip. Uh, oh, no. He uses um, the cantrip. Oh, yes. Dancing lights. And <laughs> produce dancing lights in front of Tauros's face. You know, so there's just a bright light suddenly in front of Tauros. Just, just, <laughs> Oh, 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 I'm, I'm blind. Is this the line? Am I dead? <laughs> no, Tauros, you're not oh, dead. No. We oh, gotta good. discuss staying alive. Come on. Alright. the advisor. Tauros. Get up. Tauros gets up, walks over. Alright. What are we discussing? Alright. Discussing our plans of action. Should we try to get Takis involved, or do you think he's still too sad to. I think he'll be able to function, but he deserves more sleep. God knows he hasn't slept well lately. Okay, so God knows he hasn't. Takis says as he sips some coffee. What? <laughs> okay. Oh, hey. Good Jeez. morning to you too. Uh, uh, hi. Anyhow, the plan you said. Mm-hmm. We're discussing the plan and our steps so that none of us die. And you just what? put a big em- emphasis on die. Oh, what's the plan? What's the plan about? All right. Well, that's, so that's what Ava the... is going to discuss. So let's All right. listen. So here's what's going on right now. Yes, mm-hmm. putting the Titan back in the ground is important. But if that force being led by the champion of Mogus gets through, if we put that if we put the Titan in the ground, that's not going to matter much. The only the last time I can remember that a champion of Mogus got put in the ground was when my uncle Anax was around and he had Cymede. He was a champion of Iroas and had Well, actually, he wasn't. So, a bit of clarification. Anax was a great king, a great warrior, but he was never, like, declared, like, champion of Iroas or Perforos or anyone. Like, you know, he he was the king. Yeah. He hit demigod status with nothing. There's my uncle who was one of our greatest kings and warriors. We had Cymede, one of the best mm-hmm. sorcerers Akros has ever produced. He had Daxos. <sighs> yes. Not to mention others. Mm-hmm. Like Here's... the champion. Like the champion, for example. And here, and that little scouting unit, Fury Squadron, is going to be all that stands between that force and Akros. That is not going to be a rout. That is going to be a slaughter. I don't even know if you could call it a slaughter to be honest, but I see what you mean. So, here is my plan. Once we get everyone up and packed, we're going to exit this, this cave and move due east double time. If we can... Use any long distance or aerial maneuvers to get Whoa. eyes on that you to get eyes on that force. Mm-hmm. Once we get eyes on it, we should be able to. Prog- yeah, just once we get eyes on it, then we move towards it double time. 
And once we get within eye range, hit and run, guerrilla warfare, facing them head on is suicide. I'm brave, but I'm not stupid. Right. Though we these... everything at our disposal to either slow them down or soften them. And what's your strategy there? Well, I was trained as a member of an Alamon unit. Hit and run and guerrilla warfare are things I was trained in. And we can use the environment to our advantage. If I may, I have an idea as well. Oh, let's hear it. Though I am a medicus and uh, I consider myself a healer, I would... All I'm saying is... Say a small plague broke out in the camp. That would slow them down. Assuming they didn't abandon the sick to fend for themselves, yes, that would slow them down. Either way, and that... It would, but and if it, they also... as long as it's... Oh, sorry. Continue. But if they do leave some behind, that lessens the numbers. Right. We want as few of them to reach, to reach the border as possible. Fortunately for us... It... Priam has volunteered to be bait. Priam is going to be bait. Hit and run slash stealth is not exactly his forte. Uh, quick question. Is Priam here? Um, I mean, you can probably you walk into the conversation if you'd like. Have you woken up? Yeah, you're up? probably just starting to wake up. Yeah. You probably heard your name, woke up. <laughs> he He mentioned that he'd be willing to do it. I don't intend to put him in that situation unless there isn't really another way, but we have that option. And Jid just kind of gives a point of look to Crow, and you're sure that if you deploy this plan of yours, that it's just going to be contained to our enemies and not spread to the innocent. Farika has protected us so far. So I don't see why it's beyond reason that she would also protect people I care about or defend. I'm not then... so sure. I trust you. And he kind of says that kind of in a strained way because, you know, um, can I? Uh... he's thinking about... He's thinking about... Yes, Takis? Everything. Lava, can, can I have a word with you? Uh, sure. Great, wonderful. So Kleos Pendemos can cast Polymorph in a special way, yes? Yes. Very well. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, yep, yep, yep. I have um, a bad feeling about this. Don't, don't, don't. This could be great. This could be wonderful. Mm -hmm. Is there any way Takis could gleam some insight into whether or not Cleos's special polymorph could somehow get us a beluga whale, like Wait, a blue, what? like a blue whale. I'm very confused. Can um... I airdrop a blue whale onto the champion Amogus? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if that thing works, that's I the see. long and short of my question. That's the long and short of my. You may. Alright, you may commune with the sword, and, uh, you may... 
That's the long and short of my question. Make a make a wisdom check to try and commune with the sword. Beautiful. If if I can natural twenty. If right I here. if I can, if I can, there's literally no reason to panic because I really don't think anyone can survive getting a goddamn blue whale air dropped on them. Uh, it's going to be one short hit and run. Just <laughs> unless they find a way to use like dimension door. They're just flat. And then yeah, just going to be yeah. Pray about that. Oh man, something eclipsed the sun. I wonder what it could be. Well. All right, it's, it's not a nat twenty. I really don't think I'm going to get this. Nigel, because my wisdom's not that high, and I feel like this is an incredibly high DC. I got a 14. Inspiration. I'm sorry. You, you're not there. You can't do that. I know. This is up to Lava to decide if I get anything or not. By the way, Tracy, um, does Aslan want to join the conversation, or is he still sleeping? Uh, right now, I'm just going to let this conversation play out. Yeah, let's just see what I glean. Let's get him sleep. Yeah, just get okay. him sleep. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so if we do as the conversation is happening, Takis, you sort of fade out. And, um. And of course, Jude knows it's the sword. <laughs> Well, no, he doesn't, like, physically fade out, unless his attention is sort of faded out, and, um... You hear... What sounds like... another argument... Ooh. Or another conversation. Mm-hmm. You catch snippets of. He should know what he's getting into. It isn't the right time. That we could help, we can't help. No. And. Yeah. At some um, point, everyone sort of realizes you're just sort of staring off into space, and, um... Oh, there he goes. Want to... There he goes um, again. I can't, I can't interact with the conversation? Not really, no. Okay. Well, uh, there he goes again. Um, so... Somebody put a chair under him in case he locks his legs. Out of character, Evan did see this already? Uh, well, oh, Well, Tankus has been occasionally oscillating between functional and depression vegetable. Oh, okay. So you're just depressible. Depressible. depressible? Yeah. So, just um, put put a chair under him anyway, in case his legs lock. Our conversation. Jude does so. As soon as you feel something touching you, Tankus, you sort of snap back to reality, like. What? Oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and but... Jude's gonna try to catch him. 
<laughs> no, no, it's it's the lyrics to his song, Snap Back to Reality. Oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, it's like uh, Crow Talk. So, um, Ava. Yes? Do you want me to consult Farika about possibly spreading disease amongst the Minotaur? Well, we'll consider it as an option. Merely an option, I see. Doros, it's I'm definitely gonna... a good, it's definitely a good idea, because either way it slows them down. It's just we'd have to use it very, very carefully. I just, I, I don't like that idea, but I mean, I trust Tauros to pull it off. I just don't particularly like the idea. No fairness, Jude, you haven't ha liked many ideas involving gods. Yes, well, when you... Moving on. We're trying to formulate a plan here. Not... Right. Okay. So. What we're going to do is, first order of business, get eyes on the Force. How do you suppose we do that? Well, we have a few options. Tacus Ta is just waving a feather. There's the fe there's the hippogriffs. Yes, there's Tacus. Can't you do a thing where you can do a where you can cast your senses away from you. I need you. to have seen the person first. Ah, and none of us have laid eyes on the man's man minotaur thing, so miniman. So that's, while it's a good idea, it's not exactly as helpful. It's not exactly something to rely on. Right, we do have... Hey, Spyro? <laughs> Oh wait, he's still asleep. I'm a. Oh dear, you. Oof. Uh, do you still have your feather? Spyro checks his pack for his feather. As you find the feather and you pull it up, you realize that. So, for anyone who's seen a feather, like you'll know that it's made up of very fine, uh, sort of strands of um, oh. fiber. Um, yeah. <laughs> Or, well, not fiber, but, you know, fibrous material that sort of hooks together. Mm -hmm. All of that is sort of, like, peeled apart, and it looks sort of like a feather duster more than actual, like, feather. Ah, so those were I... one shot. Apparently. Aww. Go Spyro. Does that mean we're going to visit Carteris again? I'm sure we'll run into him again, don't worry. If we want to use those... If we want to use Texas feathers sparingly, Priam speaks up. I can su I have the ability to summon a horse. I can ride ahead and get a visual on the enemy. Right. Though um, I want, though I would want to bring someone with who has sending with me, so right. that we can con can contact you immediately. Right. We'll we'll whoever and however we decide to do the scouting. Someone capable of long-distance arcane communication is going to be key. 
Spiral puts his hand up. He does have the ability. Yes. Does anyone... Okay, so Spyro has it. Tauros, I know you have it. Yes. Takis? The real The real question is, though, can Tauros fit on a horse with another man? Yes, you're a tight, compact satyr. The only thing thick about you is your thighs. You're just trying to flirt with me now, aren't you, Takis? That is a subject for another day. So. Jit just shuffles himself to sit between Takis and Spyro. Just, no. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so. The plan for getting eyes on the force as it stands is once we exit this once we exit this area and step out of the cave, Priam is going to call his horse, then he and Spyro are going to ride due east until are going to ride eastward until they find the force. Then they're going to report back to us. We will also be moving east as well. <laughs> once the par once the group once we've discovered information about the troop, about the force, I know it's going to be tempting for it's going to be tempting, but pull back and report in so we can make a, a more informed plan. Understood. Alright. Is uh, alright, is everyone comfortable with the plan as it stands? Uh re Susan, rehash it for me, please, because I Okay. I got <laughs> Basically the plan is once we exit the cave, Priam is uh-huh. going to summon, is going to use his is going to use the spell Find Steed. Or Summon Steed. Mm-hmm. Basically summon go- summon Paladin Horse. He yes. and Spyro, because Spyro has sending and is small, are going to ride east until they find the until they find the uh until they find uh the cu- until they find the cluster of Mogus. Yep. And then once they find it and get a good idea of what we're looking at, they're going to use sending to report back to us ASAP. Mm-hmm. And then reconvene with us while we will be moving east as well to follow them. We will not mm-hmm. be trying to keep pace with a horse. That's dumb. None of us are centaur. Mm-hmm. But we will be moving at double we will be moving double time. Yeah, yeah. Once we know what we're dealing with, we can make a more organized plan. Okay. Right now, so for- our plan is get eyes oh. on them. Okay. Um, Jude does raise a hand and is like, so what do we do if our scouting party is discovered by the enemy? In the... Eva looks to Priam and Spyro. In the event you two are discovered, report back Report back and perform a tactical retreat. I understand. And if retreat isn't an option, we will be following you. We will be following you at double time. Hold as best you can until we arrive. Okay. And then I have this. And Tagus holds up the feather. Yes, if it's a truly dire emergency, we can use the feather. 
Okay. Who are we sending if we use the feather? Points what? to himself. Points to Jude. Damn right. Anyway. <laughs> we will be sending... He points to Jude because he knows he won't get away with it otherwise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we need to use the hippogriff to reconvene with the scouting team, and you are pinned down by enemy forces, we will be sending Takis and Jude. Takis because he probably mm. needs to be on the hippogriff to control it, and Jude because, Jude, you are one of the best just dispensers of da- of damage and crowd control I've seen in a very long time. Dude nods and he's like, I respect your decision on the matter, Ava. Thank um, you. All right. Okay. If I may interject real quick. Yes, Taurus? Yep. And if any of you are afraid that an injury may lead you to may do a trail of blood, always remember you have a medicus. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Priam, if you are worried, Spyro does have some healing capability. Yeah. It's true. I've seen it. Spyro can be quite versatile in a fight when he's not distracted. I've seen his versatility for myself. All right. So, do we all... All right. So, we have a plan. All right. Yes. Uh, and then we would discuss the second half once we reconvened with each other. Yes, and we know what we're going to be dealing with. All right. All right. That sounds like a sound plan. All right. Um, and, of course, uh, Jude does look to... Taurus is like, Taurus, I'm not meaning to sound like I'm against your ideas. I just want to make sure that if we do resort to that sort of strategy, it stays to them and not spreads to any of us or anyone else. I find it highly unlikely it would spread to others if I'm specific. All right. I trust you. And I trust you. If we decide to do this. Right, of course. And if we decide to do things the old-fashioned way, and he pats his mace, I can crack a few skulls. Right. Alright, Takis, let's bring this down and get out of here. Takis waits. Takis just waits exactly one minute, and the orb just dissipates on his own. We were running really close on the time limit. Oh. Good mm-hmm. to know. There's a time limit? Eight hours exactly. Okay, we should get going then. Right. If there is nothing else, Spyro, ready yourself. Okay. Uh, Spyro starts grabbing his stuff and he's just... Priam slings his pack over his shoulder, uh, puts two fingers in his mouth and lets out a long, loud whistle. Before you head out, uh, as it comes over, hands both uh, Prim and Spyro just a simple, simple ass breakfast, like Aww. a travel, travel, travel form breakfast. Theros reskinned breakfast burrito. Yeah, yep. Yep. Jude, par- part two. <laughs> yeah, Jude, following Aslan, um, does give a hug to Spyro and then extends an arm to uh, Priam for him to take. Graham takes his arm. He's like, Till we meet. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you can say your thing first. 
we meet again. Protect him, please. I will try, uh, says Spyro, jokingly. And he, he, oh, smiles at, he, he smiles at Spyro and he's like, I know you will. Hush, Tacus. <laughs> that wasn't Tacus, that was Felix. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, yeah. So. so Priam and Spyro are splitting off from the party to go scout ahead? Yes. yes. With the party following in the same direction, moving double time, but not at all trying to keep pace with a, with a summoned pseudo-god horse. <laughs> right, well, about that. Uh-oh. So, Uh-oh. Priam, you whistle, and this is the first time you've done this, yes? Um, I mean, this was a second-level spell so i would imagine like he had it and probably used it to catch up to the party as quickly as he did okay all right so a spectral steed appears um clearly born of nyx it's got stars across its coat and um you know it's a silver mare very nice and um you guys mount up and uh you head out um, for the rest of you, you're actually able to keep up fairly close, um, simply due to oh. how twisting the terrain is, um, oh. moving oh, around also, with the horse. Yep. Also, uh, pass without a trace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at least for our scouting party. I don't know. Is it for us or for the scouting party? Um, it, it, it's an aura going around Aslan, so it's whoever's close to it, Aslan. Yeah, with the, within yeah. 30 feet of me, so it's just the everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, okay, so you guys again. are able to um, keep pace um, yeah. simply due to how um, twisting the terrain is. Um, oh, the gods are moving the mountains in, my, in our favor. Yeah, well, it's actually slowing down Priam and Spyro more than it's letting you guys speed up. Ah, um, shit, fuck. But, yeah. Eventually, you do see them sort of get on ahead. Um, but, uh, yeah, so. Priam, Spyro, you guys are moving along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you guys are able to make a decent headway. Um, heading due east. Yep. All right. And you guys are um, moving along. And... The day passes, it soon becomes noon. You break for a bit and then uh, push on. Um, Still no sign of any Minotaur passage. Um, Okay. Do you find it strange, Priam, that there's no minotaurs around here? 
I would have expected to at least come across tracks by now. Mm. I don't like this. Nor do I. Can I roll a perception check, Lava? Um, sure. Nineteen plus... Wait, which one? Wait, la, la, la. Which one's perception? Oh, okay. So that is plus three, so twenty-two. Um, as you're moving along, um, Spyro, you notice that there appears to be a feather nearby. And you look up, and you look up in time to see something that sort of tickles your memory a little bit before it shifts out of view from the top of the crags that you're sort of traveling through. It's not a rock, is it? <laughs> nope. But oh, thank God. you caught a glimpse of a vaguely humanoid face. Oh god, oh, again. fuck, it's a harpy. Again? It's a harpy. Well, we had sirens last. <laughs> yep. it, it's definitely from the looks of it, you immediately flash back to the pool of Lith where um you know the harpies try to trick you guys into drinking it and then What eat about you. the harpies on the cliffs? No, those were no, sirens were on the sirens. cliffs. Yeah, those are sirens. I'm dumb. Leave me alone. It's harpies. Oakley, Oakley. And yeah. Spire just shouts harpies. You can. Okay, it's just Priam and. Yeah, it's just those two. Uh, uh, okay, what does Priam need to roll to know? How fast a harpy can fly relative to how fast his horse can go. Is that um, nature? Yeah, roll a nature or arcana check. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not proficient in either of those, unfortunately. But we shall go onward regardless. Ooh. Um, 19. All right, and what was the spell again that you used? Um, Find Steed. So that is, I actually have it up. Uh, summon a spirit that assumes the form of an unusually intelligent, strong, and loyal steed. You can take, it can take the form of a warhorse, pony, camel, elk, or a mastiff. I obviously chose a warhorse. And then it has the statistics of the chosen form. Though its type is celestial, fey, or fiend. In this case, celestial. All right, all right. Um, yeah. So, and what did you get on the roll? A 19. Yeah. So, Priam, you've dealt with harpies before. Um, particularly the kinds that dwell around Phobros. You expect they're probably blood toll harpies. Um, mm-hmm. A particularly, yeah, a particularly nasty uh, variant that 
roams the roads and, you know, dwells in particular around Phoboros. Um, and, you know, you've dealt with their ilk before. Um, as far as getting away from them goes, um, on an open field, um, where you can just sort of go to a full gallop, you can outrun them no problem. However, given okay. the terrain that you guys are moving through, um, even given the celestial nature of your horse, you can't build up enough speed to probably outrun these things, especially since they can just fly over all the twists and turns that you guys have to go through. Um... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How many of them are there? Can we see, or is there only one right now? Um, you may roll a perception check. Ooh, well, that's not great. Um, uh, nine. Yeah, um, it's hard to tell with harpies. Sometimes they'll attack alone, sometimes they'll attack in a whole flock. Um, yeah. Okay. The particular danger of blood toll harpies, um, is that they're ferocious and they have a keen sense of smell um once they catch the scent of blood they go into a sort of frenzy and as a result they are somewhat more dangerous than your typical harpy not by much but um yeah so blood toll harpies they're called yeah they were given that name due to, like, given how frequently merchants are attacked, they sort of refer to an area flocked by these things as, you know, to get through, you need to pay the blood toll. Right. And, um, yeah. Oh, boy. Blood toll harpies, by the looks of it. Priam it takes his hammer off his back. In this terrain, we won't be able to outrun them. We have no, cho we have no choice but to fight. Why don't do let them do not let them do not let them draw blood from you if the if you can avoid it. It sends this particular type into a frenzy. Are you hurt still? I I am not completely healed. But I am but I'm close enough so as to make no difference. Uh yeah, that Priam's roll last night got him back to the triple digits, so he's literally 16 hit points away from you being... having triple digit health. Fuck you, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun with the harpies, triple digits. Yeah, triple digits. You know what? I think he's ready for the tight and just send Priam. He has triple digits. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Maybe if it was four quadruple digits. Maybe. 
Anyway. I love you and you love battle. We're sending you to it. All right. Have fun. Have fun. No, no worries. We're going to help my ass. Pyro ain't going to abandon you. We doing we doing we doing the uh the initiatives. Sure, you guys may roll for initiative. If you're planning to attack them, have they attacked you? I don't know. Okay. What I'm so, wondering is why they're here at all. It's possible they they were drawn by blood already. <gasps> oh no, that's a thought. Oh boy. I'll be quiet now. I'm not here. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, wow. Freaking Spyro's in action mode. Got a love alert. Adrenaline <laughs> does beautiful things to a human. To, to be fair, Spyro's kind of been in a serious mood for the past few se se sessions. Yeah. Alright, so Priam got a 15? Yes. And Spyro got a 28. So almost <laughs> double that. It's a, it's a battle between followers of Iroas. Who can roll the highest? Well, any, anything related to, to Dex, Priam already has a bit of a disadvantage at. But then you throw alert into the mix. Yeah, alert's great, ain't it? It is Forget a good feat. It. it is a good feat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm so happy I took it. Back to the manner at hand. The fact that lava is so quiet means there's probably more. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yep. having to calculate multiple harpies. Yep. Hope you don't die. You will be. You you will be missed. Oh, we'll be fine. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys fought a trio of blood tolls uh, when you started out at level one. So wait, what? Oh. We did! Okay. Those were Blood Toll Harpies? Well, that makes sense. I just thought they were regular Harpies. Wait, no. oh, oh, the, is this the pool of Lith Harpies? Lith, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Fair, we, we took out those Harpies fairly easy. Yeah. And plus yeah, they'll be fine. Ah, uh, yes. When Tauros got referred to as the Great Horned One. Yeah, the Great Horned One. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're, just we're just hazing <laughs> that. Yeah, and then he met the druids and he was the great horn. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, Moving we're on. Just, we're, we're just messing with you, Matt, because it split the party. No, uh, I heard Blood Toll, and I know we fought harpies, but I heard Blood Toll, and I'm like, oh shit, are these like advanced harpies? Oh, yeah, no, but I meant about the other thing about sending him alone. Oh yeah, no, 100%. That's, that's, that's literally just me going, oh, you have triple digits? Fuck off. <laughs> I'm sitting at 62. I'm a squishy boy. I, I'm literally like at 56 HP. Uh... Alrighty, so, Spyro, mm -hmm. you're up first. Um, you do see um, the harpy that you saw before um, sort of lean over and sort of 
pull their lips back in this hideous grimace that reveals these rows of razor-sharp teeth. Uh. H- how far away is it, Ava? Um, it's a good 30 to 40 feet up. It's still on the crag. Well, if it's 30 feet, I could use the whippy whip. Go for it. All right. Uh, Spyro whips out the Wonder Water, and he's just like, Oh, that face! Oh! A mother couldn't love that face. And he just tries to whip it out and uh, whip, whip, yeah. out, whip out the water and try <laughs> and pull it down to the ground. Get over here style. All right. Don't whip it out. That's a felony. <laughs> Rolled a hit. Not apologizing. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that is 14 plus. Uh... Did we say that it was my charisma modifier? <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be 19 to hit. That hits. Roll for damage. Okay, dokie. Alright, so... Where are you, D10s? I saw you a second ago. Where did you go? Where did you go? Baby, come back. <laughs> you put it on me. Damn it, that's a D8. <laughs> <laughs> I was just... I was just... Uh, and there's a D8. Felix saying, baby, come back. And I'm like, you can play a pedal on me. Because <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a Jude song to Aslan. Yeah. Baby, don't leave me. <laughs> okay, so that's happy. 17 damage. All right. And I'm going to pull it towards me, so it's going to come down 25 feet, and it's going to be prone if it hits the ground. <laughs> About that. So you whip out the wand and it sort of streaks up and once again (laughs) Oh god damn it. The tendril sort of thins out into a blade and you just decapitate the thing. I swear I'm not trying to Jesus fucking can we I mean, Petition considering that we popped the nickname the beheader, the executioner, or something. Spyro, the whip, the whip head taker, the <laughs> wet executioner because it's a water whip. <laughs> God Anyways. damn it! Oh, you should see him with the with the bow of Jude. <laughs> All right. Well, in any case, so Spyro, um, you get first blood, um. <laughs> Oh no, that's gonna send the rest of them into a frenzy. Yeah, but it, wouldn't that wouldn't that frenzy be like focused on the decapitated corpse of their comrade? Then, then they're like booed. Yeah, probably. You would think so, wouldn't it? We hope so. <laughs> so that is the best gift ever. Is that it for you, Spyro? Or uh, Spyro is then going to. Do the old mantle of inspiration to him and Priem. Because why not? 
eight temporary hit points, and the ability to move without provoking opportunity attacks. All right. Oh, so, I'll on a horse. Are you guys moving or? Yeah, Spyro is going to move in a more advantageous maneuver to the left to try and maybe catch sight. Are of you him. getting off the horse? I guess so. <laughs> okay. And he's oh, fails. Pram can just scoop him back on. <laughs> yeah, he's going to try and sort of see if there was any. So he's going to scope around sort of where some of the where he couldn't see some of the crags where he was sitting. All right. Well, see, you're in the crag, so in order to get to an advantageous position, you need to sort of scramble up. I'll say you can use half your movement to sort of get into a sort of position um, where you're sort of 15 feet off the ground on a ledge. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, sort of mountain goats his way up, like, boing, 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 and... Um... <laughs> <laughs> yep. So... Priam, are you going to be moving anywhere? Uh, he can't do what Spyro's doing, so he's just going to keep going along the path, but keeping a pa keeping such pace as to be able to keep an eye on Spyro. <laughs> All right, so you're going to use your movement to sort of move forward. Uh, he's also going to use a bonus action to. Uh... Oh, no, 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 that 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 you're using your reaction here. Oh, reaction. Okay, yeah. okay, yep. Just, just moving, just moving. All right. Yeah, I say that because it's not your turn yet. Um, uh, I figured as much. The reason is apparent as two more harpies sort of swoop down, shrieking towards you. Um, and because you don't have all your hit points... Oh, boy. I know they I should... get their advantage. <sighs> As in they roll with advantage, or they get this frenzy thingy? Uh, they are frenzied, yes. Which probably and means they have allows advantage. them to roll. I mean, to be fair, have y'all have either of you had a shower or bandaged your wounds? I I'm fully healed. Oh, okay. But have you had a shower? I have Do too many hit like points. <laughs> I have prestidigitation. I'm fabulous. fair enough. <laughs> so. <laughs> One of them comes towards you, claws, talons outstretched. Um, they got a 13. So do you want to block or dodge? <laughs> uh, Priam's more of the blocky type. All right, so you get your shield out. Or wait, you don't have a shield. So we'll he just doesn't say this. It one. sort of lands and it's sort of clawing at you. You don't feel a thing because, you know, you're an unscarred. <laughs> Just, I don't even need to use my power, baby. They're just scrabbly, scrabbly, scrabbly. They're just kind of like scrabbling around. Like, yep, yep. Like, you know what how, are you doing? Like, you know how a dog is tries to run on a linoleum floor after it's had its nails cut? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, ooh. For its next attack, though, it got a 19 to hit. Yep, that does it. So it's sort of clawing at you, and you're like, come on, is that the best you got? And then she sort of leans in, and she bites into your ear. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> How much damage are you looking at? Um, you take two points of damage as she sort of takes a little nip of your ear off. Um, 
She bit you. <laughs> One person can do that. Aww. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, anyway. Oh, Susan dead. <laughs> there is another one, by the way. So um, it got, this other one comes in. It got an 18 to hit. Yep. That is. Yep. And so her claws sort of latch onto your arm. Um, you take three points of damage as the claws dig in. And then she starts beating her wings and she starts to lift you off of the horse and into the air. Just a... Um, <laughs> Jesus, how, how, how strong is this harpy? She, she doesn't need to make a strength check? <laughs> Priam's beefy. I guess um, it's kind of locked oh, in. Oh, yeah, 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 I suppose. All right, so, Priam, make an athletics or acrobatics check to break free from the grip of the Blood Toll Harpy. I'll take an athletics, please. All right. Dirty 20. Yep, so it starts to lift you off, and you sort of wrench your arm free. It does sort of leave a sort of scratch in it. Um, yeah. As she sort of wheels overhead, uh, the harpy cackles. Mm-hmm. Oh, lost little Ekroin! So far from home! Is it his turn now? Oh, thank you. It is your turn now, Priam. And they're both within me- and, and they're both within melee range? Uh, one of them is. The other one has sort of lifted off, and, uh, yeah. Their dispositions okay, are well, about as pretty as their faces. <laughs> Alright, well, he's going for the one in melee range. Alright. He's going to be doing the uh, Great Weapon Master thing, minus five to the attack roll for ten plus ten damage. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is an 18th. That hits. Roll for damage. Ooh. <laughs> <coughs> I have a feeling that Harpy is it. going to be a wet splat on the ground very, very soon. I love it when we tell Matt, I love it when Good. we tell Matt, roll for damage, and he just starts cackling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Uh, 11 plus... 5 is 16, plus 10 is 26. I think that's a fancy way of saying 26. Yeah, okay. Um, So, you take your maul, and almost with contempt, you just smash it into this harpy, and crush it against the wall, uh, and it falls broken and dead. The it ground. In the professional field, we call that a DRT. Dead right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, can he use his second attack to throw a javelin at the other harpy? Uh, sure. Because yeah, she's not in range of his maul, unfortunately. So, yep. we're gonna do that. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> okay, javelin. Dirty 20. Yep, that hits. Roll for damage. And that's 1d6. <clears throat> Nine points of damage. 
you grab the javelin and you hurl it at the one that sort of taunted you. And she lets out a shriek as it plunges straight through her chest. The shriek is cut short and she drops and is dead. Play it. <laughs> Ah, yes. Yeah. You gonna do anything else, Priam? (laughs) He's just gonna... He's gonna let out a... As he... As he puts his hand... As he puts its hammer back where he had it. Yep. And you hear a chorus of screeches as you see one, two, three, four, five more harpies dive down towards you. God. (laughs) I think we found their breeding ground. Oh, I don't want to think about them breeding. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I think we found Mogus' favorite bird. So, bird number one, uh, 13 to hit. Uh, I take it you just sort of take it. it, it, it he, do, he barely notices it. Yep. Um, that was for the first attack. Um, the second one, however, that's a net 20. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. What's the damage we're looking at? Oh. So this one, she leans in and bites into your face. Ah, get it off, get it off, get it off. <laughs> How much damage? Uh, you take 10 points of damage. Um, I'm going to use my unscarred. All right, roll a constitution. I think that's right. Yeah. It's, 1D, it's 1d12 plus constitution. Yep, yep. I've got a 5 plus 5. So I believe that's zero damage instead. Yep, so she bites into your face, and you feel a tooth crack off <laughs> as she lets out a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see how bird number three does. Not much better, so that's a 13 for the initial. Yeah, they're just sort of swarming you, sort of clawing at you, and smiling, you're just like, oh, is he going to be okay? And you just notice none of their attacks are really seeming to land. Um, he hasn't even got, he hasn't even, like, put his hand back on his hammer yet. He's just kind of letting them. Yep. Another one tries to go for a bite. No dice. Just sort of, like, can't really get any. And, um... On to bird number four. Oh. This one got a 21 to hit with their talons. All right. Um, that is two points of damage as she latches onto your arm, and uh, she's also going to try and lift you up. So athletics or acrobatics check? Athletics? Yep. Uh... 22. Yep, no, you just sort of rip your arm free. Um, again, little line of blood. Um, bird number five. Does a 17 hit? That just meets his armor class. 
Yep, so that'll do it. Um, this one sort of lands and digs her claws into your back, and um, she manages to do five points of damage. Okay. And she's also going to start trying to lift you up. Um, athletics or acrobatics? Uh, dirty 20 on athletics. Yep, alright. And you sort of pull yourself free. Um, that one actually kind of hurt, ripping your free from yourself free from the talons. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, Spyro, you're up. <laughs> um, can Spyro hold his action just so then he can wait till Priem's turn and then cast Thunder Wave after he gets Priem out of the way of the five harpies? And he would use a level five thunder wave. <laughs> okay, so you want to hold your action for when Priam moves away from the harpies and is yeah. out of their range, so that way you can hit the harpies. Okay. Yeah. You, might, you might want to let Priam know about that, because he's just yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. of... Yeah, so uh, Spyro will try to get closer to Priam. Um, you, you have message, right? No. <laughs> Yeah, over the screeching and cawing, uh, Spyro, you can sort of shout over it and call to him. Hey, I have an idea! You, you're gonna have to move away from him, though. Through the, uh... Through the, uh, flapping wings and feathers, you see Priam nod. Alright. And, uh, with that, Priam... It is your turn. Okay, Priam kicks his heels into the horse's side and sort of moves through them. Alright, that is going to provoke some opportunity attacks. No, it won't because of the, the mantle of inspiration. That only applies when it's popped, Spyro. It doesn't uh, it? stick oh, around. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. because you have to use your reaction to move, and that Got provides you. the movement. That makes sense. That that makes sense. Okay, never mind. I will shut up now. <laughs> no, no, you're all good, man. Yeah. Uh, actually, wait. Can, well, can Priam attack and then move, or no? Uh, yeah, you can attack and move. Okay, yeah, Priam's actually going to do that first. Yep. All right, so first one... Also, I want you all to know I rolled for the uh, opportunity attacks... All five of them missed. Paladin AC, baby. Anyway. I'm going to have a shield. That's because he doesn't need one. <laughs> God is my shield. Hell yeah, bro. Anyway. So yeah, minus five, yeah, minus five hit, plus ten damage. Yep, all right. Uh, 17. That will hit. Roll for damage. Okay. It's re-roll one of them because it was a one. Great weapon fighting. It's a one anyway. Okay. So 5 plus 5 is 10. Plus 10 is 20. Then plus 2 from his maul is 22. Yeah, 
Once again, you swing the maul, another harpy is smashed against the wall and drops broken and dead. Um, okay, another well, we'll one. Be able to we'll be able to track the party. <laughs> Scouting All group. right. His second attack, same deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's 30-20. That hits. Roll for damage. Okay. 9 plus 2, 11. Plus 5, 16. 26. Again, damage. you swing and another harpy is crushed into the wall and killed. All right, and as part of his great weapon, Master Feet, if he reduces an enemy to zero hit points with an attack, he can take another attack as a bonus action. Damn. And that's what he's going to do. <laughs> More blood. Splat! <laughs> I've got the blood madness, guys. Well, to be um, fair, one of them, to be fair, these things have been trying to take him away. Yeah. Away. <laughs> um, okay, so that be here. Yeah, it's twenty-seven. Minus five. Twenty-two. To hit. And then damage. Yeah. Okay, get to reroll both of those because they were a two and a one. Okay. Doesn't it only apply to one of those rolls, or...? I don't know, does it? It doesn't specify. Hold on, uh, let me... What's the, what's the feat? Oh, no, it's uh, his fighting style. Great weapon oh. fighting. Okay. Yep. When you roll... Yeah, when you roll one or two on a damage die for an attack you make with a melee weapon that you're wielding with two hands, you can re-roll the die and you use the new, and must use the new roll. Yeah, it doesn't specify if you have, like, a... With, if you have, like, a weapon that uses 2d6. I'll say you can re-roll both of those. Sure. Okay. So then that's, uh... So yeah, it's... Plus 5 is 13. 23 damage. Jesus. It does not specify for uh, multiple dice, but it does say if you roll a 1 or a 2, re-roll and get a 1 or a 2 again, yeah. then you can't re-roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I knew that. Again, you swing, it's dead. <laughs> And yeah, now Priam is going to ride out of the way of the other two. Yeah, so what actually happens, as he moves, Priam sort of swings his maul around in a circle and catches one, two, three harpies and just splats them all against the wall. <laughs> right. And then... And uh, rides past. And then Spyros yeah. jumps down from his crag, gets into position and goes, Hey, harpies! Thunderwave. <laughs> and he casts Thunderwave. That is a constitution uh, for them. Yeah. Uh, they need to beat a 17. <laughs> they both fail. Yeah. <laughs> we were all scared. At 28 the damage. <laughs> 28 <laughs> damage to those poor boys. Spyro, how do you want to do this? <laughs> yes, Spyro! Spyro takes one look at these harpies, does a weird thrust as he grabs his loot and goes, as he launches a great big huge thunder wave in their direction. And he just watches them as they bleed from their ears and they... Round. 
Yep. Plot. Oh, by the way, everyone would have probably heard that. Yep, so hundred feet. So a little further away, um, you guys actually like you're like three hundred, four hundred, like yards away, and um, you hear this sort of thunderous crack and boom in the distance uh, towards where um, Spyro and uh, Priam are headed. Oh, I see. Tacus just, over there. just rubs his eyes, <laughs> brings his hands down in front of him, opens them up for the little uh, thread spider, and he just looks at Ava and he goes, uh, I'm going to see if this is an issue. I will be blind and deaf while this is happening. Make okay. sure no one kills me. Uh, send, the, send the spider out to go uh, see what's going on. <laughs> Does does Takis want someone to carry him? He can still walk and everything. He just has okay. no idea where he's going. Ava okay. just kind of reaches over and puts a hand on his head to just kind of steer him around. Yeah, he because he can feel. He just can't see or hear. Alright, and how far can the spider go? Oh, that's a good question. I haven't looked at the range on clairvoyance in a bit. Give me a second on that. Because it's not in my actual spell list since it's from Clothus. Yep. A mile. Yep, no. So you sort of send the spider out skittering along. Um, is it Spyro or Priam's string that you're following? Spyro's. It's the yep. most familiar of the strings. <laughs> yep. So it goes skittering along Spyro's string, and you catch up, and you can see they just dealt with a bunch of harpies. Um, so he just says out loud, not knowing exactly who's around him, a bunch of dead harpies around them. Okay. Meh. Yeah. Do you want to roll a perception check? Um, Ooh, I love it when you ask me this question. Yep. Yeah. Nat 20. Nice. nice. You notice that um, a lot of them have blood on their mouths, and... While it looks like Priam did take a few hits, there isn't nearly enough bite marks on him to sort of indicate that, you know, all of that's just from him. Interesting. So Takis, his face just kind of scrunches up inquisitively. Ava looks at uh, Ava looks at Aslan while steering Takis around. Why is his face doing that? These harpies ate recently, and they definitely didn't get any of the any of the food that they ate from our boys. There's oh. something else in those woods. Oh, that's not good. That's uh, concerning. Uh, uh, spider come, spider come back. Spider because come now back. I need to cast message. Yep, the senses. 
Your senses return to you. Shit. I, I, I know, I had the exact same thought. If a message is only 120 feet. Eva takes her hand slowly off Tacus's head. Tauros. Yes? You have sending, right? Of course. Let Spyro and Priam know they're not alone in those woods. Those harpies were eating something. Alright. Other Tauros than them. To, to make sure no one truly panics, Tauros is going to do uh, sending to Priam. Okay. And say, and say, harpies were eating, not you. Someone's in there with you. Okay, so I'm unfamiliar with how sending works. Can the recipient, the recipient, can then send a message back, right? Yes. yes. Twenty words. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Twenty-five or less. Okay. Um. Don't jip him out of words. Sorry. All right. Uh, Thoros hears back. Understood. We'll proceed with caution. Only sustained very minor damage. He might still have a two, one of the harpy teeth stuck in his face. Thoros is just going to tell the team, all right, we're going to proceed with caution. They are not to her. Okay, of course, there's now the fact that we need to proceed with caution as well, since we're following them. Correct. There's also the fact that I need to look up the rules for how many times I can, I can cast uh, clairvoyance like that in a day. Because it's never come up that I've needed to use it more than once. That's fair. So I need to look up the uh, the rules under Clothis. Once a day. Shit. Well, we know they're okay. I yep. mean, yeah. Anything. No, no. I I would not take that back at all. Um, but it's also just like a ah. Yeah. Mm. I mean... Uh, yeah, Priam is uh, putting his hammer back. I'm guessing Spyro pops back on the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spyro is going to cast Cure Wounds on you at level four because he isn't sure about how much damage you've taken. He's, 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 he's back in the doubles. Okay. Back in doubles. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> you get 17 <laughs> health back. <laughs> Ooh, well, thank you very much. All right. So. Okay. Yep. So, Spyro, Priam, you guys continue on. And, um,. The train has been sort of shifting and twisting and turning. And um, as it is beginning to grow dark, you finally come up over the crest of a hill that sort of leads into a gorge. <clears throat> and it's a familiar looking gorge, Spyro. You realize that 
much sooner than expected, you guys have arrived. Uh-oh. And immediately, the two of you can smell the stench of death on the air. And you see piled up near the remains of this ruined, destroyed camp are a pile of half-eaten bodies. And that is where we are going to end the session. Oh night. my word. Oh, oh, oh fuck. Jesus. Uh, Lava went to the school of cliffhangers, same as I did. <laughs> he got a degree in cliffhangers. Okay, so I guess next session is the session where we start the disclaimers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, sign off? Yep. Yeah. So thanks everybody for joining us. I realize um, not a, too, too much happened in this session, but uh, yeah, some good things happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, if you um, don't like role playing your D&D, grow up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like it's in the title of TTRPG. Mm -hmm. Yep. Role playing in my role playing game? What? <laughs> <laughs> Great yeah, reference, Matt. Thanks, everyone, for uh, joining in for this session. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, and until next time, may the dice forever be in your favor. Bye for now. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Toodles.